It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsport Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Clear with Contact, episode 33. It is Friday, December 1st, 2023. Uh, we are back in the Tyler Hughes Motorsport Studios after being away for a little bit. We were busy getting ready for Southern National and having Thanksgiving with our families. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, here we are. We're looking forward to Christmas now. You said, you're, went, you said you were playing Christmas music on the way over here. Yeah, man. Your went by fast. Yeah, it has. Like, it doesn't feel like we've done 33 episodes. It does not. No, the season has gone by really fast. Mm. Yeah. All right, so major debate. Are you a before Thanksgiving Christmas person or are you like it's got to be Thanksgiving then Christmas decorations yeah I would like to work I would like to worry about each holiday as they come yeah Thanksgiving first then then I've always been to where like I would decorate for Christmas right after Thanksgiving yeah not like the day after but like Sunday or something this week this year I was okay like let's just get to the first of December yeah so like tonight we're gonna put up our decorations and then we're gonna put up uh lights tomorrow nice do you do outside lights? Yeah, we're going to do the outside lights. Gotcha. That's something we haven't done yet. I wouldn't mind doing this year. Yeah. I, just, I might have to go get some. We're going to change it up. We're going to do icicle lights this year. Ooh, I like yeah. icicle lights. Yeah. We did... White lights, if you do like a whole white light yard, like it looks really good Like yeah. if you do it right. Yeah. So that's what we're going to have. Warm white. Yeah. Throughout the whole yard. Sweet. So uh, we... I actually came home and Kara had most of the Christmas stuff out already. We hadn't put up our tree yet. Um, but we had most of our Christmas stuff up for Thanksgiving and then, uh, right when Thanksgiving was over with cleaned up, put everything away and, uh, then got the tree out and decorated that night. Cause we didn't really know when the next time we would get to put it up. Um, and she is very much a person that wants to have the tree up as soon as Thanksgiving yeah. is over with. So, um, obviously we go away for the Thanksgiving classic every year, you know, go racing and um yeah we don't really have time that weekend to do it so we yeah. just get it up as soon as possible nope i held out i held out to december 1st i'm surprised you're a big christmas guy yeah no i'm good with it it's and it also helps like today's the first right like it's a friday mm-hmm. so like getting into the weekend you can start decorating because i i don't want to do it during the week how long does it usually take you to decorate can you get it done in an evening inside yes outside it's going to be a rush tomorrow Got the old Alabama football game tomorrow, big game. So yeah. we'll be rushing to get that done by 4 o'clock. I got you. Who are they playing tomorrow? The Dogs. The Dogs. Georgia. SEC championship game. Yep. Big game. Sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what's ironic about that is I actually called you on Monday because I took a – or uh, no, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, I took a trip to Florida, and uh, I delivered a friend's camper for him down in Florida. Um did a down and back trip Tuesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and tested on Thursday with a new driver that has not been announced yet. Um, you already know about it. I, I was wondering, are you, are we gonna not yet? We're not saying it. I'm yet? not gonna say it yet. Okay. Um, 
I'll probably end up just having the person on whenever yeah, let's do it that. gets announced. Yep. That way we can talk about it. Um talk about the upcoming season, what we're doing, um and you know, just get a little bit of his background, racing background. Yeah. So uh So um, to him. Obviously. Hey, what? <laughs> I said him. Yeah. Just so yeah, hey, it's a hint. Hey, there's a hint. Yeah. Good yep. luck. <laughs> that's that's Good. about ninety percent of the late model drivers out there right now. So um so yes. Uh yeah, pretty excited about next year. Um we've tested twice so far up at Dominion. Uh that might give you a hint as to where we're running. Um <laughs> just giving out secrets. Uh so anyway. Um but yeah, so I Getting back to when I called you. I was going to say, if you don't uh, the read the story on, you're going to slip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, circle back. Um, so I called you uh, Tuesday night, and I was leaving a barbecue joint. And uh, <laughs> I called you and said, go dogs, because yeah. they were all, uh, you know, I was down in Georgia, and at a, I think I was in Brunswick, eating at a really good barbecue joint right off of 95 there. And they had go dogs everywhere. and Pitiful. A bunch of Georgia stuff so i didn't even know they were playing alabama this weekend come on man (laughs) i don't pay attention to college football yeah it's it's gonna it's been a stressful week all week just getting ready because how are the bulldogs doing this year are they decent they're they're number one in the country tyler oh okay i got you big game here buddy so you might lose we might lose gotcha but it's okay it's all right i got you just need we're not even close to being in the playoff right now so we just got to beat georgia to kind of solidify ourselves as one of those top four teams. I got you. But how about the Ravens, man? The Ravens are kicking ass this year. Yeah, yeah. We got a hard schedule coming up. Uh, I'm going next week. Are you? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't see my you, invitation. Well, I kind of asked you what you were doing next weekend for a reason. But, oh, oh, that's it. But okay, you, but you'll let you. me know, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. So how was your Thanksgiving? Man, it was really good. Um, we kind of squeezed it in. You know, Kara had to work Thursday night. Um, and obviously I had to leave for the classic. So, um, we ended up doing Thanksgiving Wednesday night. So we had a fair amount of, of our family and some friends over and it was really nice. Probably had, I think eight people, eight, nine people, which is about all the, all that we can handle in our house, you know, but it was really good. My turkey didn't turn out as good as what it did last year, which I was a little disappointed in. I'm not sure where I missed the boat on that. Um, I don't know if it was maybe in the rest, like I took the turkey off the smoker and I set it on the counter in open air for like 20 minutes, just trying to get it to stop cooking. Got down to like 150 at the breast and I was like, okay with that. And then I wrapped it in tin foil and put it in the microwave just to, you know, kind of preserve it, all the heat until we were ready. So it took about an hour and a half to let it rest. Um, or from the time I took it off to the time we ate it, um, it was just it was a little bit drier than what it was last year. I was a little mm-hmm. disappointed in that. So uh did all the same steps. I dry brined it the same way and um I wanted to repeat what I did last year cuz last year's turned out so good. Um so next year I might try something a little different. I might try a wet brine next year. I'm going to deep um, fry. You're going to deep fry? My yours? dad Yep, my dad deep fries every year. So I'm going to do it down here. Um I told Jordan they usually have two turkeys, mm-hmm. uh, two oven turkeys, because they have everybody, you know, ton of people. Yep. 
So I just figured maybe next year I'll deep fry one, or me and her dad will deep fry one, and then have an oven roasted. What's your appeal with deep frying? Like, do you just like the skin of it, or do you like that? The... And it stays moist inside, like unbelievably moist. Yeah, I got you. I've never, I think I've had deep fried turkey before, but I've never tried to attempt to cook one. But yeah, um, it's good. I enjoy using my smoker when I can, but I was just sitting there laughing with my neighbor the day I was cooking it. He's, you know. I got a Traeger Timberline 1300, and he's like, you know, I said, uh, I was like, yeah, I think this is the first time I've used this thing since I cooked the brisket. And he was like, dude, wasn't that in, like, May? It's like, I think so. He's like, you just bought a $2,000 grill and just let it sit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. More. <laughs> I know. I know. I got to use that thing more. But, yeah, it turned out really good. And uh, worked on Connor's car all day Thursday, wrapping stuff up with it, getting it ready for the classic, and then drove down and uh, Thursday night. And then I was a busy man on Friday. Mm-hmm. Ended up uh, I was crew chief in Mason, I was crew chief in Connor, and I was also racing Mike's legend car. Mm. Um, so in the morning practice on Friday, uh, we had like an hour of late models, forty minutes of limiteds, and then I think it was like thirty minutes after that for like two more sessions per uh per division so uh my buddy david markham is down there helping me shout out david he's a huge help every time he comes he's a great source of info to bounce stuff off of and you know kind of help me make the right decisions when we're trying to dial a car in and um dude we were like my i had smoke coming out of my ears by the time i was done because i literally go over and be full focus on Mason for an hour and then I would get done and then I had to switch focus and come back and get on Connor's car for the 40 minute session and then I'd have like a five minute break and then I'd turn around and go right back to Mason and right back to Connor again and uh, my brain was like literally fried when I was done with all that so that was more stressful than Martinsville only because like you know, Martinsville, you got one car, one task for yeah. three hours to dial a car in, where this was like You're literally... You're juggling three things. Yeah. Well, luckily, I didn't have the Legend car oh, in yeah, the mix yeah. then, but like two different cars, two different drivers, you know, for three hours back and forth, you know, you kind of leave the one car. It's like, okay, we're going to go do this, or we're going to... This is the conditions that we need to... These are the problems that we need to solve. Um, I'll come back to that in a minute. Let me think on that one. And then I go work on Mason's car, and that's like I come back to Connor's, and it's like, what was this car doing again? What, what, which way are we going? So um, it all worked out. You know, Saturday I felt like Mason's car was actually pretty decent. I didn't necessarily think it was a race-winning car, but I thought it was a top-five car, and we still had every bit of 40 minutes left in the session to make it better. And we ended up blowing the motor mm. in final practice. So then that ended that session for us. And then um, got back on Connor's car, and we made a mock run with him. Made another 10-lap run, race run, and felt really good about it. So uh, Connor ended up qualifying sixth. And um, Mason did not get to qualify because we had to put a motor in his car. Yeah. Um, so then you came down. Yeah. Well, hold on. You, you raced Friday and Saturday, didn't you? I did. Let's talk about that. Before we get to Sunday, let's right, just talk right. about... Before we get into the whole thing? Before we get into the whole all thing, right. let's talk about your race. 
So, uh, yeah, so I got back in the Legend car. Ton of fun. I love running those things. They're, um, they're so edgy and they're so fun to hustle. So, normally you get about 300 laps out of these tires. And we ended up putting them on for practice because it generally takes a few laps for them to come in. So, Friday I go out in first practice and I was, I think, P2 on the board. And then uh, next practice I was P2 again, qualified second. And then um, first race came around Friday night. And I, the way they did the races is they split all the odd qualifiers into one race and all the even qualifiers into another race. So I was in the even or in race two. So I started on the pole and I led first five laps. And then there was a car that got flipped and went up and hung hung up in the fence, which was pretty wild. And the guy that flipped uh, was Ernie Strauss. He ended up having a prosthetic leg. So they couldn't just get him out of the car because he couldn't get out with the way the car was sitting. Mm. So they had to rig up a way to get the car off the fence and the wall. Just a big old cluster. Yeah. Goodness. So at first I was sitting there, I was like, why don't they just get Ernie out and then like stick the forks through the roof and, you know, get the car down that way. And like when I talked to Diaz later on, he told me, he said, yeah, we couldn't get Ernie out because of his prosthetic leg. So, therefore, we had to leave him in the car, which is why we had to rig up the the, the car um, with a forklift and a tow truck to be able to get it down because we couldn't yeah. just stick the forks through there with Ernie in the car. Makes sense. So, they ended up canceling the race uh, Friday night because it went till it was like 12.30, 1 o'clock, I think, by the mm. time by the time all that happened. Um, so we came back the next morning. We did the final practices, uh, for the late models and the limiteds. And then we went in and ran the rest of the legend car race. And I was doing pretty good, except that I got down in the corner a little bit too hot one time and just kind of slid the nose. And I knew, I knew as soon as I was sliding the nose, I was like, you know, second place is going to turn underneath of me. So Brody Gunther ends up taking the lead. I track him back down. And uh, passed him clean. And then as soon as I pass him clean, he lines me up coming down the front stretch. And I'm just watching it in my mirror. And I'm like, he's going to shit me. I can see it. Like, he just – he didn't even attempt to pull out and try and pass me. He just just straight lined me up. Yeah. And uh, he ships me getting down in one. And I fell back to, like, fourth or fifth. So then I start trying to make a comeback. And about the time I get – you know, back to third and start working them. Caution comes out again, and the car just was not firing off on the restarts. Like a whole, like everybody's cars were out of the racetrack. Um, just sliding the noses, sliding the rear. The second groove did not work at all. So you would basically just tote the bottom for the first four laps, and then like once the caution would, or once you know the tires would start firing back off again, then I was able to try to make like a pass because we were all just so even, you know, with all the cars just sliding around so um so anyway we had another restart chose the outside some kid ended up turning brody and um ended up bringing out another caution which actually 
moving me back up to third. So, of course, you know, me, you know how I am with my outside restarts. If I'm second, you know, I just ship her down in there anytime I can. And uh, Southern National actually put PJ Wan on the outside groove. So, you know, under caution, I'm sitting there warming up my tires and I, you know, hit the gas and spin the tires up. Uh, just trying to get some heat. Yeah, just trying to get some heat in them. I was like, man, let me see what this PJ1's got. So I get up there and, like, I'm turning the car real hard and it feels like it's gripping up. You got to spin the tires and I didn't really spin the tires at all. So I'm like, man, there's got to be something right there. <laughs> so it's all rubbered up, though. Like, there's a bunch of marbles up there and I was like, man, I'm just going to try it. Like, here, we're down to five to go. Like, if I choose the bottom and go third, I'm going to tote the bottom and I'm going to have one lap to pass second by the time the car comes to me. And then, like, I'm not going to get the Keelan, who was leading at the time. So I was just like, man, I'm just going to run the outside and ship it on the PJ1 and see what happens. So I did, and um, I failed miserably. Shipped it a little came, too hard. Came off of two dead sideways, and luckily the caution came out, and I didn't fall that far back and ended up getting third back. So I was like, all right, well, that didn't work. So then I was just bound determined just to try to drive in on the top and drive, you know, kind of hold Keelan tight. And that really wasn't working either because second lane wasn't firing off. So um, fell into third, and uh, on the last lap I passed uh, one of the Joe Ryan cars. Last name was Staten. I don't know his first name. Uh, but I got back by him. And uh, ended up finishing second in that race. Then qualifying came around for race two, and there's a little bit of belief that Hoosier kind of changed up the compounds on the tires a little bit, and they're not lasting as long on some of these more abrasive tracks. And uh, the guys who ran up front all weekend, they were not running their race tires in practice, <laughs> which we were. So ended up qualifying 12th for the second race, and then I just completely crapped the bed. Yeah. in race two on saturday i just we fell back to 20th and i was like a ping pong ball car was out of the racetrack and it just it was just a terrible race for me mm. <laughs> so i also didn't drive the smartest either um you know i thinking back to like the race i won at langley right like i was very humble when i got in the car yeah and i was like man like i'd love to just go run well and um I feel like I had my head blown up a little bit kind of going into this weekend, you know, because I won Langley just on that one-off deal. I went to the Dominion Road course, and I ran really well. Uh, I, th I won one race and finished second to Daniel twice and then um, went to Summit Point and was just blistering fast. Connor beat me once, and – Ran out of fuel once. I don't think we got to talk about that one. Mm -hmm. uh, ran out of fuel in the one race and then won the other two. So I was, like, really confident because I've been driving really well and I've won, you know, I guess four races so far this year and a couple of times that I've ran. So when I go when I went out there for practice, you know, on Friday and I'm, like, top of the charts, I'm like, shit, man, I got this, you know. It don't like, stink. Yeah, like I'm – a washed up late model driver like i'm i'm pretty sporty you know yeah. and i was just making some bonehead moves like the one kid in the first race like he jumped the restart on me and i just went down in there and he was trying to clear me and i didn't lift 
and I like sent his ass, you know, and I think I knocked the toe in a little bit when I did it. And then in race two, like I was, I got, <laughs> I got hit one good time getting down in the corner when I was trying to get back to the bottom. And, uh, first car that went by me was a black car. And I just like, the next time I got to him, just completely just plastered him because <laughs> I thought it was him. Like, I mean, he hit, like he hit me incredibly hard and I went back and David sent me the footage and it was not the not guy that guy. went by me <laughs> was the wrong guy. <laughs> so I was just like, well, humble Tyler has left the building. Yeah. I was, I was just an aggressive mess and just, I did not drive that well this weekend so i was fast um I, I ran the fastest lap of the weekend you know out of 50 cars that showed up and i was just a, a damn wreck when you know it got into the race so you know that one mistake when i was leading where brody turned underneath of me it costed me the race i think yeah um you know who knows what have played out the rest of the race but you know i he was not lining me up before then so mm-hmm whatever you know sometimes you race well and sometimes you race bad and i knew i raced bad that weekend so yeah um but i still had fun getting back behind the wheel it was still cool you know all them big teams like joe ryan 316 510 i think kyle Beatty might have i don't know if kyle Beatty had any cars there actually um 860 was there so it's like all these big legend car teams that travel everywhere that win national events like I just get in on a one-off and Wheaties car and, like, top two in the board pretty much all weekend, you know. Like, that yeah. made me feel pretty good. So, but either way, whatever. Shit happens. On to the next one. <laughs> I'll I'll be a little bit more humble next time there I get go. back in the That's car. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, moving back to Connor. So, Connor qualified sixth. Yep. Uh, Mason didn't get to qualify. Put a motor in Mason's car. And then um, – we had a water hose failure in Mason's car at the start of his race. So he never even got to run at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really sucked for those guys. Cause you know, they worked their tails off trying to get that one motor out and going back to Richmond, grabbing another motor and, you know, putting the second motor in trying to race. And it just wasn't our day. So we were trying to get them back out, but I mean, you sit there and you look at it, it's like, eight laps down at this point like there's nothing to gain so just park it like i don't think you know even laying back just trying to get spots when people wreck like i don't think that there's like i don't even think the payout is worth doing you know right it's not worth trying to burn up another motor or anything like that so um sometimes you just gotta cut your losses and come back again so yeah um but Connor, man, Connor ran a really good race this weekend. Hold um, on, side note. I had you on the spotter stand. I finally make my Thanksgiving Classic debut. Yes. It's been forever. I know, man. I've been late. We've been late model racing since, well, I've been late model racing since 16, right? Yeah. 16? Yeah. Yet You've been be- spotting since 18 and 18? Mm-hmm. Yep. Haven't made my Thanksgiving Classic debut yet till this weekend. Yeah, man. You uh, Who'd you spot for? Uh, so it was Connor in the in the limiteds, and got to work with Caden Honeycutt in the late model stock with RNS. Yep. So. Yep. You came in uh, Saturday night, 
I want to talk about this because I was <laughs> not I was not the happiest camper when now, uh, now, when you came in. Some of this stems from the legend car race, obviously. Well, yes. So, so yeah. um, and lack of sleep. Yeah. So I very much was running on little sleep. So I'll say Thursday night when I came in, I didn't get in till like midnight, mm-hmm. midnight thirty, and then obviously Friday night we had the accident. We didn't get done until like twelve thirty, one o'clock. Yep. And then um we actually have an early night on Saturday night <laughs> and you decide that you want to show up at midnight. Which 30. I told you I was gonna do. Yeah, and I was fine with it at first and then once I realized that we were done racing at like ten, ten thirty, I was like, shit man, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so then I get in and I'm like, hey, where are we parked? Asking all the questions. What's going on? Where are we at? Well, hold on. So I sent you a detailed list, which was of... wrong. No, I wouldn't it say was it's not wrong. wrong. It was bad. We we clarified the morning after that it was mis misleading directions. How was it? What what part was like, misleading? The fence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I said go I through. I figured it out. Yeah. But like I'm like reading it and I'm like, this doesn't make sense because if the second fence is back there. Yeah. So are they here? So I told you to walk through the first fence. If you went through a second fence, you've gone too far. Right, but We're you made against, it. Yeah, I yes. made it sound like I was up against the first fence. Correct. Yes. So anyway, sent you a long list of directions. I was trying to go to sleep. Then you tell, <laughs> then you tell me, come no. out here. I need your help. No, so at I, this, this point, I'm just like, I'm looking and I'm like, I'll probably find it, but I'm going to text them anyways. <laughs> such a <laughs> jackass. <laughs> So, and you made it sound like there was like forty-seven campers, and there's like two. I was like, "So choose one why, of the two. That's why I found it. <laughs> I was like, "You're texting me. I'm like, "There's no way I'm gonna find this. It's dark. I've never been there, so yeah. I don't know the layout." And I get there, and I'm like, "Oh, well, there's here a, it is. There's a fence, and that's the only camper I see. So it's gotta be it." Yeah. It was. <laughs> so I literally was getting out of bed. I put my clothes on and I'm like in the middle of putting my <laughs> shoes on and I hear the door open and I just gave you like this <laughs> death stare. Like, I'm going to kill you. Um, then we sat there reminisce for like 20 minutes though. Eh, one twenty, maybe, maybe 50, 10. 10, 15. I got to tell you about what, what it all was going on. Yeah. So, yeah. So I make my debut. Yep. What'd you think of Kenley? That was the first time you'd ever seen the place? First time I've ever been there. Yeah. So, yeah. what'd you think of it? Um, I liked it. I liked it. Worn out racetrack. Um, have to save. I don't know. Did I, you I expect just, it to have that much banking? From what I've heard, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't go in there thinking it wasn't banked, but um, I mean, it's pretty like it's a wall of asphalt. Yeah, like, it is. it's it's it pretty is. wild. Like I love standing at the top of one and two where all the cars park around the fence mm-hmm. and like looking straight down the racetrack as the late models come by. And you can literally look straight in the passenger side window and see the driver and everything. Yeah. Like, as a kid, when I was running there, like, I, that's the thing I always thought was so cool. Yeah, it reminds you of, like, Dover. Like, yeah. sitting in the corner looking straight down into their helmets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked the place. like liked the facility. Yeah. What do you Super nice facility. It. Yeah, for sure. Um, wish our races would have gone a little better. Yeah. I mean, both of them went decent. I mean, so we spotted you spotted Connor, yeah, and you know Connor it is his 
fourth ever late model race. It's only the second time he's been on bump stops and built shocks. The other times he's run the Virginia racer rules with running conventional and running, you know, the, the stock conies. So for one, I felt like he did a really good job adapting to that. He, uh, he didn't get the best mock run on Saturday, but he was able to lay down a really good qualifying lap. My only criticism of him was I wish he would have got back to the gas just a little bit harder when he picked it up. I think he just kind of squeezed it, not knowing the limit of the tire on brand-new tires. It's fine. That's all a learning curve, right? That's yep. stuff you'll he'll learn. But you and I got together with him Sunday morning and just kind of pounded into his head that, like, you know, hey, we're – we're here to help you strategize this race. Like you just need to drive to the right rear and save your tires. And um felt like he did a really good job of that. I think so too. Yeah, I think we had a good plan going in. Um he listens really well. I yeah. mean, you tell him to do something and you can see it happen quickly, you know. Yeah. Uh he did that in the race. You know, I think it was a 75 lap race. I think our strategy was what? Let, let's go twenty, twenty-five to go. Uh, thirty. Yeah, thirty it was to a go. 30. Yeah, depending on what you know. Obviously, the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he did really well saving, and he definitely had some at the end. It just, uh, I think everybody else kind of had some at the end as well. The way that race played out. Yeah, I feel like we got everything out of where we finished. Like we didn't finish any better than where we were, yeah. and. I didn't feel like we burned the tires down to the point where we like we could have finished better too. So. Yeah, I was really proud of our efforts just because of I think like we talked about this, we gave him every opportunity to, su- to succeed. Yeah, like on restarts. Yeah, you know there was a few that he bobbled a little bit, but that again learning curve. But like that that last one we had, excellent. It was it was amazing. And then there was one earlier in the race where I told you know you and me were talking and like I think they're gonna wreck. So yeah. I think we need to just we're still not in go mode. Let's yep. just save a little. And we ended up missing a huge wreck. Yep. Um on the bottom by losing a spot on a restart. But you know, then you fast forward to that last restart and it's like let's let's just go shortest lane here. Yep. And just pray for the best. <laughs> inject inject him with confidence about you you're, you can make it work, but you got to make sure you're 100% here. Like you yep. can't you can't give me 90% cuz it's not going to work. Yeah. And he did. Gave 100%, gained two spots on the restart, and ended up giving those two spots back because I think we just, by that we, that time we were done, we had everything out of the car that we were going to get. Yep. And, yeah, by default came away with the top five. Yeah, yeah. So in his total of, what's it, four events we've ran, four events, five starts, he's got four top fives, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. So, uh, he's got a nice little track record right there going um, in his first few races. So, But, no, it, it was funny. Before the show, you and I were talking about uh, the lane choice stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I look like a hero. And you really did because, like, like every, <laughs> every lane choice that we took was the right decision. Yeah. You know, like missing that big wreck and, you know, going to the top right there. And those guys, like – you know, even though they had some misfortune by spinning the tires on those restarts, like, it allowed us to get down and get really good track position. So, I was really proud of the way everything went. I feel like the car could have went, could have been a little bit better to have some drive later in the run, something we got to kind of work on um, 
with him and with this car. So, um, given the circumstance, we did everything right. He drove a great race, and like we gave him every opportunity to succeed that we could, and we made the most of it. So, can't ask for much more than that. No. So anyway, getting into the limited race, besides Connor, Bradley McCaskill and Ryan Joyner. Yeah, Ryan Joyner get into it, which is, <laughs> <laughs> dude, like. Joyner had his rear tires picked up off the ground yeah. from turn four. Like, you didn't even give the guy a shot. Well, so from what I was hearing with the two boys up in the spotter stand about the throw down with each other, Bradley was apparently brake checking, like, center off for, like, three straight laps. Okay. So Ryan decided that he was done with it. Okay, so that that just, like, that results you in just trashing the guy's shit? I guess so, yeah. Dude, like, I mean, he didn't even give Bradley a shot. Like, nah, like, he sent him as hard as he could. Like, I, I can understand, like, moving him up out of the way or something, but, like, you had the rear tires off the ground from turn four all the way to turn one to yeah. wreck the guy. Like, yeah. that, you, you deserve to have the wires ripped out of your car at that point. Well, so, yeah, so, yeah, so Ryan comes in to fix a car, right, because his hood's all bent up. Uh, well, the front, the whole front end. That's, which how, by you, the, that's which, how you know you wreck somebody hard, right? When which your car's trashed. Which, by the way, like if you're gonna, if you're that pissed off, like, let's just go back to the fact that you just lost total focus of like what the goal is in the race. Like your goal is to win, so yeah. you're running third at the time. If Bradley is holding you up, like you just ruined every opportunity you had to win it anyway by just. Destroying right. the whole nose of your car, so yep. like that didn't get you anywhere, but sitting in the pits. Yeah. So then Bradley comes down, right? Rips wires. Yeah. Goes in for the MSD box. So then before the late model stock car race even starts, we have drama. Yeah. Right. So Bradley McCaskill's racing the, the late, late yeah, model stock for Jay Hedgecock. for Jay, and so I think it it was Joiner's dad. He was in a blue shirt. Okay. Well, he puts a jacket on. Goes incognito and walks up next to the car so dumb. and reaches right in and starts yanking. I'm like, damn! Like you really got to be pissed off to, to, like it's it's a, it should be over. Nah, yeah. not for them. He went in for the, the he like, went in for the dude, throat. <laughs> you just like, I don't know. Like that's even, it's even dumber. Like you just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're gonna ruin your other race too. Like we just wrecked you. Yeah. And then you got paid. I guess should have been bad enough. And like, then, yeah. And the thing is, is they didn't ruin Joiner's race by pulling wires. That car was already trashed. Yeah. From him wrecking Bradley McCaskill. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> dumb. That's so funny. I was like, damn. Yeah. And all because all you see is this guy just jump in. I'm like, what the? Hell? Oh, oh. Yeah. Everybody's like, that's Joiner. <laughs> I'm like, damn, <laughs> this is getting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of that was pretty nuts. Like there was a, just a lot of fights going on right there. Yeah. People rolling around like old Mason Diaz is down there rolling around with other people. Um so Cameron Hedgecock actually broke his hand. I don't know if you know this. Mm. So when Joiner's dad was in there trying to rip wires, Cameron was punching the back of his head and ended up breaking his hand in like two spots. Damn. I think I think two spots. I don't know. I could be wrong either on way. that one. But either way, ended up breaking his hand from punching Joiner's dad wow. in the back of the head. He got a hard hit. <laughs> Dude, must, <Damn>. must be. <laughs> so, 
if you're uh if you got some stuff down at Hedgecock racing and, and uh it's taking a little bit longer than expected, <laughs> just know Cameron's working with the one handicapped. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Uh, uh so, so yeah, they, they the cool thing was they they actually held the race up yeah. to allow uh Jay to get the wires back in the car and yeah. get all that straightened out. So I think that's a first class move. Um you know, that's an incident that has nothing to do with the late model race, and I don't feel like they should have been, you know, handicapped or, you know, left behind in any sort of way because of someone else's actions like that's that. That's not so even I, in the race. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's that was a fair course of action right there. Yeah. So Robert R. twins the limited race. Yep. They get thrown out. Yeah. Bad shock. Yeah, so I never got to hear what was actually wrong Something on that deal. piston in the, in the shock was wrong. Is the piston wrong? Gotcha. So, okay. I don't know if the limiteds are different than they said it was an oversight. So yeah. So I mean, it was the rules for the limited race were the same rules followed that or that follow the NASCAR rulebook minus the carburetor changes. Um, pretty much everybody in the limited class had to run a two barrel carb, and they got some different weight rules and stuff. Um, so like normally late model stock cars with a 604 you get to run the 654 barrel uh we ended up running the 502 barrel with the xp carb and the super sucker plate uh the harringtons you know they usually run a 654 barrel um they choke those things down with a 450 which is basically like a 500 with a 350 plate i think it is so they they choke they try to choke those things down as much as possible but really i mean the pole speeds weren't all that terribly different. I think the pole with Honeycutt in the late model race was like a 21, right? Or 22? 20, yeah, something like that. Low, I, think low the, two. I think the pole in the limited race was like a 46. Right. So, I mean, they're Close. rolling pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, there's not much difference. rule difference there. But, yeah, I'd be, I'm kind of curious to know what, if it was like a piston, what it actually was, or if you had base valves or something like that. That's the only things I can think of that would be wrong inside a shot. Yeah. So. Anyway, but yeah, so so Chris Chapman ends up coming away with the win in the limiteds after Robert's DQ. Yep. So uh, Jacob Derrick actually comes away second. Uh, Ryan, I can't even pronounce his last name. Oh, the, v, Con, the V guy. Vasconcelos. Oh, that's good. I don't that's know if a, that's, that's right. That's a good guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's right, but it's good. Carson Hayslip is uh, fourth, and Connor Waddell fifth. That's right. So moving on to the late model stock car race. Do we have to? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually we do. Um, that's a big topic. <sighs> so late model stock car race, Caden ends up qualifying on the pole. Mm-hmm. Um, hell of a lap by him. Mm-hmm. Out qualifies Josh Berry. Uh, Josh ends up qualifying P2 in the KHI car. Man, what a race. I, so, first of all, the format. You get four tires. You can only take two tires at a time. You can move your scuffs around any way you want. Um, so, I was on a... You I'll, can only take two new tires at a time. Yes, and you can put fuel in whenever you want. Just not at the same time as tires. Right. So... It's 250 laps. Mm-hmm. You generally have about four opportunities to put uh, tires on as of last year's. Yeah. As of last year's format. I, so they I changed think, it up a little bit this year. I think as of the driver's meeting, that was what was talked about. Yeah. So. And it got changed. Yeah. 
and they that, weren't clear. If I'll just say that, yeah, it wasn't clear as to controlled and non-controlled caution. Yeah. So last year, you had to run a certain number of laps. Like, say if we had a controlled caution, and then the caution came out in seven laps, then you weren't allowed to have another control caution. Right. So it was like a certain number of laps you had to make green flag for the next control caution to come out, which made it kind of interesting. So last year there was actually like, f- I think four, I know there was four opportunities to put on tires and take fuel. Yeah. Um, I don't remember there being more than that. How many cautions do we have this year? A bunch. How many? And all of those were controlled cautions. Yeah. So this year every caution was a control caution. It was, the rule is that if a car drops down to come in, it's now a controlled caution. Yep. And let's just say, like, explain the controlled caution. So the controlled cautions, you have four laps to do whatever you want on the car, um, and you don't go a lap down. So they freeze the field, they stop counting laps. I was actually told this wasn't the case later on, but I was under the impression that you could have taken – and like swapped out scuffs so like say so my strategy was going to be to have mason ride for the first 50 Mm -hmm. and then we were going to take fuel at the next control caution which i figured would have been around 100 and i knew we could probably make it to the end on fuel after that Mm -hmm. so with him riding as hard as he could in the first 50 try to preserve those tires and then at the last pit stop, take two brand new tires and put on the 50 lap scuffs. Yep. So I was told you wouldn't be able to do that. You could only swap out two tires at a time, which. Not true. The 62 team did that. The 62 team did that within seven laps. Yes. That's so, why they were so good at the end. Although, so they basically had four brand new tires. Correct. At the end. Correct. Which is good. Which is when you have Rodney Childers as a crew chief. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't read the rule book. He reads the fine print of the rule book. Right. And that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, but, but I feel like more people would have done that had they known that every caution is a controlled caution. Yeah. It wasn't until lap 70 that everyone on the spotter stand was now on the same page of, so wait, <laughs> yeah. is every caution controlled? <laughs> like, yeah. that's what was confusing. Like, there was nothing about that. Yeah. I hope... I hope next year, like, they literally have a handout with all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way it's like, okay. Like, I, I know it's like, kind of hard to do. But. That's why I like, you know, like Martinsville, right? These yeah. are the, this is the lap you can do this. Yeah. I don't mind throwing a little wrench into it. Like, you know, if we have a caution at lap 46, yeah, mm-hmm. that's our controlled caution. Yeah. Obviously. We're not going to run a four-lap shootout just for the hell of it. Yeah. Right? I like that but like to do it every damn caution i think is a lot ridiculous. so i actually i think i liked last year's format better yeah um you know for everything that was going on last year and that fifty thousand dollar to win race that race went really smooth and i felt like the rules were a little bit more simple back like last yeah. year so i feel like this year there was a few more rules thrown in uh, that kind of caused a little bit more confusion, but it still was. I mean, it, yeah, I, th- it was I thought decent. the race ran was pretty well. It was decent, or ran pretty well. You guys end up going a lot down. 
Yeah. Well, so you get your lap back. So we control the race. I feel like we controlled the race pretty well. Yeah. So it and it kind of looked like you guys were on the same strategy that I just talked about doing, where um, you guys were going to take lefts at the first fifty, and then you took fuel at the next stop, and it looked like you guys were kind of on that same strategy of yeah. So give, our, our, giving him the best opportunity with the freshest tires of the other race. Correct. Our goal was to. Well, when we figured out we can make a control caution every caution, um, yeah, we decided to swap lefts, right? So we took our lefts off 50 laps in, like you said, preserved. And we went out and controlled the race. Like, we went back to, like, 14th, and in a six-lap run, we were in top five again. Yeah, you all came back like, through the field we were quick. pretty quickly. Yeah, we were quick. And then we had uh, that late race caution, or I guess it was just past midway, red flag. And I don't know what the hell happened, but whatever was whatever happened to our tires, we could not get any grip. That car was trash. Like we went, you saw it. We went a lap down, right? Yeah. Somehow got our lap back. Uh, we get we were awarded the lucky dog. I don't think we were in the spot to get the lucky dog, but somehow they gave us the lucky dog. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So sometimes luck is on your side. Is yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, so I don't know what happened. There was a lot of scoring issues, I think, in that race. But either way, uh, we ended up getting our lap back, and it was 50 to go. Um, came in, slapped the rights on. Now, going back to the whole when you can swap tires. So the 62 came in, put their right sides on. Went back out, had a seven-lap run. Caution comes out. Well, they're not new anymore. So they come back in, take them back off. So now you can do anything you want because they're not new tires anymore. Yep. So very smart on their part. So, again, this 50-lap run, at the end, everybody comes in, you're putting on what you got left. All right, the newest newest stuff you got, it's going on the car. So we come back out, we're 10th. Brendan and Josh start throwing haymakers on each other. Oh, hold on. So Brendan gets out by, like, a straightaway. Like – in that yeah. oh that's right and then you're jo- right. Josh literally tracked them down because he got brand new back. tires yeah right so we get yes you're right I'm sorry I was dealing, I was dealing with something <laughs> else at that re- point I was, dealing with something, I was dealing with something else at that point <laughs> um, so as Josh is tracking Brendan down we go from 10th to 4th like it's nobody's business whatever had happened to the tires whatever had happened to the car the demons have been exercised they are out of the car yeah we are now good again yeah. Right. Back on the lead lap somehow. Back coming up through the field. We get to Finley. Make decent work of him to get third. This is about 30 to go. Now, at this point in time, Josh has now caught Brendan, moved him up. Brendan moves him back. They start passing. I mean, each literally other. every lap, it was they Two, were trading bumpers. Right. Passing each other, shipping each other up. And we're looking at scoring monitor and we're. We're snapping off a quarter of a second every lap. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, we're going to catch them. Because now our, they're burning their stuff up trying to stay in front of each other. And Caden's just rolling. Coming. He's rolling. We get there and put them three wide. All right, we take the bottom. They're so, they were so, like, stuck on each other that they didn't even realize <laughs> that we were there. Yeah. And we ended up taking them three wide. Um. Caden ran. Caden has 
a ton of respect for other people, right? I will say that. He he won't drive you dirty. I don't think he likes to win that way. I think he likes to just know that he was the fastest guy and that's how he won the race. There was a time that I probably should now whether he'd have done it or not, I don't know, but I almost told him to ship them both. Because I think if we get out front without any crossover, it's over. Yeah. We win. Right. I wasn't going to tell him to do that. Caden's not somebody you need a driver coach. He's a hell of a race car driver. We talked about him all year. I let him do what he wanted to do there. Right. So, and I, I was with him 100%, 110%. Let's race him clean. Let's do that. He did that, raced him as clean as he could. Brendan, I don't, I don't know if what Brendan did was egregious. Um, he got in. He got into us pretty hard getting into turn one, and chipped us up a little bit and put us three wide. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like got into got into the bumper and moved us. He was about a qu- quarter inch inside of it, maybe a little bit more, but he was yeah. two inches inside of us and chipped us up the track a little bit and put us three wide. Um, with Josh on the top. Josh was just hanging on for dear life. He did not know what was going on. He just no. was running the top. Like, I hope this PJ1 works, right? <laughs> right. So um, we get three wide. We get pinched up, back out of it. And now we have to work with, work against Josh. We get by Josh, and then I think it was 14 to go. And we could stay with Brendan, but we couldn't get Yeah, you got, get you got within run. a car length or two. We were on his bumper over there with three to go. Um, Caden made a move, coming to two to go which again is super respectful, right? I'm watching it and I'm like, no, let's just wait till the last corner. Yeah. I but was... you know what? That's hella respect. Uh, dude, I I can't believe he did it. Like, so he, like I was watching it and like I could see him slowly inching in every lap. And I'm like, at two to go, I'm like, He's close enough to where if he takes his time for one more lap, he can just ship him getting in the three or something, and he never did. I don't and think he's going to. I don't know, man. Like, he was pretty fired up after the race. Like, I heard his post-race interview that, you know, he's like, oh, I'm done getting race this way, and I'm going to start just sending people next year. And, like, yeah. like that's all well and good, but he's got to kind of watch that himself because if he's not that type of driver, some like, he might find himself in a scenario where he's wrecking somebody. But, like – I just don't know how you expected, like, I don't know. If it was me, like, I would have expected Brendan to ship me just by the way he was racing Josh. Josh. Yeah. Well, so, that's like, what, and I think that's what Caden's problem was. Like, he, like, in his interview, he said, like, I was watching exactly what he was doing to the 62. Every yeah. chance he got, he was laying a bumper to him. Yeah. Now, granted, Brendan wasn't wrecking him. No. Right? It goes back to, it goes back to, him and him and um, Carson Quapel at Dominion. Yeah, I'm not wrecking you. Yeah, but I'm sure as hell going to move you. Right. Yeah. That's why I said I don't know if what he did was egregious, but it in Caden's shoes and we're both drivers. When you race somebody with respect, you expect the same back. Even though in the back of your mind you mu- you, yeah. you probably know it's going to happen. Like your your legend car race, right? You pass back with respect, and now you get just shipped. Right. It's kind of like that. I knew it was coming. <laughs> right, like, and I think in the back of your mind, you always do. Like, yeah. It's for a win. It's going to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, you, when you pass that person, you also are going for the win. Yeah. 
So, like, I'm kind of curious as to how that race would have played out had Josh not, like, bumpered up Brendan first. Because Brendan, Brendan was running pretty defensively when Josh got there, like, just kind of binding up the bottom, making sure he got a straight exit, and kind of, like, coming off the wall, just trying to protect the bottom a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like, Josh just laid in he on got him. got tired of it. Yeah, he's just like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. And then that just started it. It's like, all right, well, if you're going to move me, I'm going to move yeah. you back. And the best, like The best part about it was I was getting to watch it. Yeah. We're open track. I'm yeah. just waiting for Caden to get there. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, man, they're, they're going to wreck each other. Yeah. Like, I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, that, honestly, that was probably the race of the year. Like, yeah. that was. I agree. That, like, that is the best late model race I've ever watched in person. Like, it had me on top of the hauler jumping up and down and oh everybody was fired up everybody in the stands was on their feet rooting and hooting and hollering like you could hear the crowd like yeah you know over the race cars and like it was just man i wish there was more people there to watch that in person like there were still some empty seats in the stands and like man if you missed out on that race and decided not to come like you missed one of the best late model races i've ever seen in person yeah I yeah. mean, they just had – like, neither one of them refused to lose. And, unfortunately, Josh's car gave up first. And so, that's what that's – what, so, this is what doesn't make sense to me, right? We kind of – I mean, don't get me wrong. Caden was probably pushing to get there. Yeah. But he wasn't burning the tires off of it getting there. Yeah. Like, they were doing it for us. They were losing the race for, for themselves. We yeah. Were, we were getting there, whether they liked it or not. And as much as Josh's tires were – decent when that run started versus when Brendan and Caden passed him he wasn't a factor he yeah. wasn't coming back into the picture he, yeah it was done he was trying to hold off Jonathan Finley yeah right so how in the hell did Brendan have anything left I don't know like they got something going on on this low grip stuff that they figured out that just keeps driving the car I feel like because you know First of all, Brendan's got the dirt background, which, I mean, he's got a lot of car control, and he's always been, like, very good at this low-grip stuff. But, like, there's something that's going on in that car that is just superior to what everybody else has got. And, you know, it it may be perfectly legal, and we just haven't figured it out yet. You know, it, it's kind of like what we saw with Josh when he was at uh, JRM, you know, for a while, like, you couldn't beat the guy everywhere he went. Like he was just blazing fast. And like, I don't know if you would think if Josh knew it was going on to JRM, like he would take that over to KHI or maybe he is kind of holding it close to him. Cause you know, it's something that they were doing over there and he's got to keep it over there. I don't know, but like yeah. it didn't show up Saturday or Sunday afternoon in that race. Like w- and, like, Brendan has been absolutely dominant in the Cars Tour here That's lately, what I too. think. I don't think it's Josh lacking. Yeah. I don't. I, I think, think it's, it's just Brendan help. being that good. Yeah. And Brendan and Leaf's team just clicking. Yeah. I just <laughs> – had to be the worst second-place finish in my career. <laughs> I'm not I mean, lie. it's a big race, man. I'm like, not going to lie. You guys was, came pretty close. Yeah. It was uh, – Caden sat in that car for a long time after that race. Like, yeah, and I f- I felt that too. Like I, God, I was, ugh. yeah, I because just, it was the first time there. It was with Caden Honeycutt. Like again, super proud to be able to work with him. Marcus gave me the op- Marcus Richmond has given me more opportunities than I can count, and I can't appreciate that anymore. 
and to be able to work with Caden Honeycutt, uh, uh, the dude's upcoming. Like he's oh, he's a phenomenal dude. Driver. He's a freaking wheel man, and you know how nice it is to get on the spotter stand and like, okay, you do you, <laughs> and, and I, I do me, <laughs> and I'll just let you know when when something bad's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. Like I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I will say there was a point in time when if that race happened, I would be vocal. Super, super, super vocal. You heard it, right? Like, it used to be like with getting you. excited, yeah. yeah. And Weedy said after the race, he's like, you had to be just going nuts. And I'm like, no. No, I wasn't actually. Like, I got to the point where I'm, you know, okay, bottom three wide, middle three wide, back up, get a run. Yeah, like, it's just all monotone now. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good spot for me to be at. That's what every good spotter does, man. And, I mean <laughs> – You've just gotten the experience over the year and years and been putting way different scenarios to where you know like you can't you can't get vocal and you can't get over yeah. hyper. So Yeah. And there was one point, it was funny. Um <laughs> Marcus is like, You're catching him. You're you're getting this much a lot. You're doing this. You're doing that. And Caden's like, Marcus, stop. I got it. <laughs> like it was just like comforting that like Caden's like, Okay, Marcus. I just need you to Got shut this. up <laughs> for one second and just let me go win the damn race. But yeah. a, a, those two click so well. Like I said, I love Marcus to death. He, they click so well, and you you can see it every time they run together. Yeah, they're up front. Um, you know, South Carolina four hundred a couple weeks ago they ran second. Uh, Should have won that one. Yeah. I mean, it just it's too it's every time they get together. If Caden comes back, which I think he is gonna run the full car store with Marcus or as many as he can dude I think they're gonna win a lot of races too oh yeah absolutely I, I, I think it's gonna be amazing car store year yeah next I year. mean I've kind of heard the rumor mill of Marcus's driver lineup and it's gonna be pretty stout next yeah. year yep so I mean you already got Bobby McCarty in your stable uh looks like Bobby's looking for sponsorship for next year which that's kind of a tough going. Yeah. Uh, I hope he is able to find something and, you know, stay in the seat. You know, Bobby is a big name in the sport. and It's one we want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have Bobby McCarty. Like, it'd be like if Lee didn't come back, if Lee retired. Yeah. And didn't come back to the racetrack. That would just feel weird. Yeah. You don't want that. I think Bobby would still be around in some capacity. I do, too. I'm just saying I think I want him in the seat. Yeah, I do, too. Puts on a show, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think Marcus has got a lot to look forward to next year with his driver lineup. Um, yep. So, other moves. Brandon Pierce will not be returning to Lee Pulliam. Sounds like there's a manufacturer coming in with that. Has not been announced yet. Uh, no other drivers have been announced. Uh, my speculation would be Toyota, since they're already kind of a Toyota camp. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> um <laughs> I think it's good for Lee, though. Like, yeah, I think the room. I think the rumor mill is always a rumor mill until it's announced. Yep. Um, but it makes sense. Any other manufacturer would surprise me. Yeah, I don't think it would be anything else. Because I mean, you already Cause you so had, Justin Carroll's already kind of in with Chevy, right? Which is where Pierce is going, right? Which made yep. sense, yep. right? Um, and then so you know it can't be a Chevy, yep, or else Brandon would have stayed. So yeah, I don't think Ford is their late model program. Isn't they're there. not invested. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. They're not as invested yeah. as what Toyota is. Yeah. So I think, yes, I think Toyota is where that team's going. Corey Heim came from that stable. 
yep. and runs up the Toyota pipeline. It just makes sense for both parties yep. to go to Lee Pulliam. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say about that race, prayers for Deke McCaskill. Took a bad hit, yeah. got taken out um, to the hospital, ended up having a pretty, pretty gnarly concussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, those safer bar- or those those, uh, those concrete walls aren't safer barriers. <laughs> no, they don't <laughs> move, man. So yeah, I hope Deke's all right, and I hope he's able to get back in a race car soon. Um, again, that's another guy that just he's got a lot of history behind him and is a legend in our sport. And hope he's able to return back to the race car for next year. Yep. So Yeah. All right. Thank God that's over. We don't Dude. talk about that anymore. Yeah. Man, we had a lot, a lot right there. Well, just in uh, the Thanksgiving Classic. Yeah. So let's go back to we'll make it short and sweet, but fall brawl. Yep. At Hickory. Well, let's just let's just combine these two races. Cade Brown, unfrickin' real. Yes. Dude. Yeah. A hell of a job. What, uh, why don't you show up to the frickin' Thanksgiving Classic <laughs> and My try and take God. that one? I don't know, man. He, uh, you know, he's been really good here at Hickory the past few weeks, uh, kind of to close out the year. He ends up winning the championship up there, um, and then goes into the fall brawl and wins that race. I mean, just <laughs> blistering fast. Yeah. Um. And then goes to the South Carolina 400 and, you know, takes control. Outdoors with Caden. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just a hell of a job by him. Um, I will say the finish to that was pretty wild. Caden Caden yeah. tried. Yeah. He threw it in and tried to use him up a little bit. Um, maybe that was him starting his uh, <laughs> his revenge tour. Yeah. Um, but, no, he, he tries to get into the door of Cade Brown and ends up uh, getting crossed over by Cade down in – three and four and Cade throws the same exact move on him yep. and another uh, good just good race yeah yeah it was it, that race took forever though I know God, I don't like forever. how long it takes <laughs> maybe that's why I've never been to that one either <laughs> <laughs> were they counting cautions in that race I can't even remember I, I don't think they were like I feel like dude, no I think they did whew. I feel dude. like they did we gotta we gotta keep counting caution laps in these bigger races man they just take way too long yeah and not but. have 37 controlled cautions. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Cade Brown, um, going to be, I'm pretty sure, in the car store next year. Pretty sure. I feel like that's where I they're going. I don't know that for a fact. But I don't know that for a fact. but I think It wouldn't surprise me. With Piercy, yeah. I think that's what they're going to do. Gotcha. I could be wrong, but why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah, obviously, I mean, they're traveling really well right now. Right. You can go anywhere and win. Yeah. Holy moly. And you ain't winning half-ass races. Yeah, you just won two of the biggest races, which could, you know, another thing, if you can win the fall brawl, the South Carolina four hundred, and Southern National, I think NASCAR needs to put up some money, <laughs> like a triple crown, like a another triple crown deal, the month of <laughs> November triple crown. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Right. Man. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because he could have, I think, could have done it. Yeah, I think he could have. Um, I mean, both. You know, Florence and Hickory are very low grip racetracks, and um, you know Hickory's got some banking to it. Kind of not as much as maybe what Southern National has, but yeah, it's got a decent amount of banking to it. So I I think he could have gone there and done yeah close to the same thing. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, what else? What else we got on our list? Know, Jade she, Jade Abdesian. Jade, Jade Abdesian. Yeah, she signed with Toyota. Mm. Mm. We just talked about Toyota, huh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in January about that deal. Um, 
not hiding anything, haven't heard anything, but uh, she's at that age, I think, where they're Taking start, start, start getting in an asphalt car. Yeah. Let's see if this is something you can we can do. Um, yeah, hell, hell of a wheel girl, wheel woman, wheel woman. Wheel woman. S- sounds way better. I no, like that better I'm sorry, than wheel Jade, girl. I didn't mean to tell you wheel girl. I'll call you a wheel girl. Wheel woman. Hell of a wheel woman. And you have a lot of them. Yeah. Like Kaylee Bryson, Jade. Yeah. Taylor Reimer. I mean, man. Remember, remember when we were talking about your next year deal and you said him? And I said, oh, it's a him. That's why. It's not ninety percent anymore. Like no, 70%. there's a lot. There's a lot of females that are making their way in the sport. Um, I was well. Let's back up to the fall brawl again. I mean, uh, Katie Hedinger put on a heck of a show to win that race. So uh, it was funny. Mason and I were, you know, talking on the way down about Katie, and I was like, "Man, like I think she's a, I think she's a great driver." And he's like, "Man, I, I, I just think she's like, she's okay. Like I don't." I don't know. She's setting the world on fire. So um, I was like, I don't know. Like, we'll we'll see tonight. So coming down to that last restart, I mean, George Phillips led a lot of that race. Yeah. And Katie gets the second, you know, due to some misfortune of others and also some, you know, restarts and all that. She was able to kind of work her way up. And she chooses the top. And Mason was just like, well, let's see if Katie's got it. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, I think she can do it. He's like, she's just going to have to rattle him on this restart. And, boy, she put a nose on him getting, you know, like coming to the line and getting in the one. And George just throws it down in there and spins himself out. Like, I mean, just completely, like, (laughs) yeah, just completely steps on it. And, I mean, he led so many laps of that race, had it in the bag. And just threw it away, like, yeah. within the last, like, ten laps of that race. That's true rattle your cage fashion. Yeah. 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 And then Katie just, you know, cold as a cucumber, just takes the lead, you know, and uh, has the next restart and just nails it and goes on to win the race. Like, you can't argue with that. Like, she's she's got a lot of talent. Yep. And um, here's, here she is towards the end of this year. She's making more late model stock car starts. And, you know, I think we talked – like last year, she was in late model stock cars in Hickory full time. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see if she ends up going full time late model stock car racing next year, maybe in the cars tour or something. Wouldn't surprise me. Yep. So I think she can do really well. Yeah. Um, she's been doing a hell of a job behind the wheel, man. Yeah. Lots to look forward to for next year. Absolutely. Late model stock car race. Absolutely. Um, cars tour just announced their schedule. Yep. 17 late model stock car races. And new primary sponsor is ZMAX. ZMAX. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Marcus Smith getting involved. It's it's going to be big. It's snowballing, right? Yeah. It's going to be big. They're going to have the uh, final race at Wilkesboro. Yeah, so they go to Wilkesboro twice. Yeah. So they're going to do the Wednesday night race and then end the season at Wilkesboro. What do you think about that? Uh, you think that's a good place to end it? You know, I don't know if I'd have done it this year just because of the repave. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a good race. Nobody does. Yeah. You know? I think that place is going to rip. I think so, too. But I th- I didn't hate it being at Caraway. I like Caraway. Yeah. Right? I think it puts on a good show. Yep. I would actually more like it if it would end at Florence. Yeah. That that would be awesome. But either way, whatever. I think they ought to keep changing it up. I do like I do the too. fact that they, they've d- gone from South Boston. Yes. Exactly. What was it last year? Tri-County? Or was it South Boston last year? I can't remember exactly. Oh. But either way, they've been switching it up. But so We'll see. I hope it puts on a good race. 
maybe by then it'll be worn out yep. a little bit. Probably not much, but I mean, that's all I got for short track. What else you got? <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of short track, man. Yeah, only six hours. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get into your dirt segment, man. You had the Hangtown 100 Dude. in Placerville. Oh, man. Dude, what a race. Did You, you didn't watch it. No, I didn't. Go back and watch it. Okay. Awesome. All right. So Larson comes from deep. I think 10th? I think he started 10th. I don't remember. Not up front. And uh, at the end of it, Golubic, Shane Golubic and Logan Seavey are just throwing haymakers. Larson comes in there. He starts throwing haymakers. They're crossing each other. I mean, dude, freaking badass. Finally, Larson gets the best of them and wins it, right? 100-lap race. It doesn't surprise anybody, but just I'm all about Kyle Larson. I'm all about Kyle Larson winning dirt races, but I don't want to see Kyle Larson dominate dirt races. <laughs> I don't mind seeing the boy come from deep. Yeah, and you just want him to put on a I show a every show. time. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care who wins. Like I, want the, a, I want a show. Like the night at the Grove. Yes. Yeah. I want a show, and dude, they put one hell of a show on. Hundred laps, and it comes down to the end. I love that. That's nuts. A hundred laps in a sprint car is a long race too. Midget, but yeah. Oh, midget. Okay, yeah. never mind. Everything's midget. I'll just take now. that back. Yeah. Gotcha. So he wins that, and then they have Turkey Night Grand Prix at, at Ventura. He goes and wins his fourth. Right. <sighs> yeah. Boring. Not not. It was still a good show, but he uh, ends not up as winning. Exciting. Not as exciting as Placerville. Uh, but either way, so that was um, the two big dirt races that were happening. Um, looking forward to get Tulsa Shootout at the end of the month. Then we have the Chili Bowl. Yep. You're trying to talk me into that one. So Snyder's going to run for Chase McDermott. Yep. Like, personally for Chase McDermott, not Mount Stout. We said it on the show a couple weeks ago. Chase has left Mount Stout. Has a bigger opportunity next year with uh, Dave Mack. Big team. Really cool for Chase. Great opportunity. So in his personal car, Steven Snyder Jr. is going to run it at the Chili Bowl. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm trying to get you to go. I'm only going to go if he runs later in the week. Yeah. I can't do the whole week again. Yep. I'd love to. I just can't. Yeah. So, if he runs later in the week, yeah, I'm going to try to go out. I got you. So, yeah, you should go. I'd like to. I think everybody needs to experience the Chili Bowl once in their life, and yep. I'd love to do it. I'm not going to PRI this year, so that opens me up to possibly taking a trip then. Yeah. So. And it's only um, two days. <laughs> yeah. Who can take two days two to go days. to Tulsa? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man. So, yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is this high limit thing. Right? Okay. We talked about uh, the schedules getting released today as we're recording. High limit took over the All-Stars. Yes. Um, and now you have this big decision, right? All these teams that ran for an outlaw championship. Do you run with the outlaws? 90 races a year is hard. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this high-limit schedule is going to look like, but 90 races a year is hard. It's not for the faint of heart. Like you, it's, There's a lot to it. Whereas this high-limit deal, it might be the way to go. How many races do you – I don't know. Not sure. It's going to be more obviously well, more than last year. But. Actually, how many – let me ask this. How many did the All-Stars run, and how many did high-limit run? Well, high-limit only ran the weekday shows. So there wasn't, I think there was, what, 12? Gotcha. And then the All-Stars, I think, were at, I don't know, 50, 60 maybe? Gotcha. I mean, it's still a big schedule. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, it's it's different. You you have Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet own this thing. Yeah. It's enticing. 
Brad Sweet's not running for an Outlaw Championship next year. Mm. He's high limit racing. Casey Kane racing, as far as anybody knows, you know, um, if just having a one-car team, they're running for the high limit series. They're not running for an Outlaw Championship. So now you have this split of all these teams like, well, what do we do? Yeah. Do you go run with the Outlaws? Do you go run with high limit? What yeah. do you do? Right? It's it's actually probably the most threatening series to the outlaws. To the outlaws that I've ever seen. Wow. The All Stars were centralized, right? They were they kind of hung out around East Coast, mm-hmm. make West Coast swings, but Ohio, yeah. right? Not anymore. Now it's it's something big, and I'm telling you, this is going to be the perfect example. Logan Schuhart's going to go run for the Outlaw Championship next year. Jacob Allen, teammate is going to go run for high limit. Oh, wow. It's, it's like a huge split of what's going to happen. I'm sure uh, I know a couple people have already said, like, you know, where they're going to go. You can look that up, obviously, your favorite driver, where they're going. But it's definitely like a challenge as to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that World of Outlaws has to watch out for is this series could damage you. Yeah. And that's – I don't want to see that. I, I've always want to see the Outlaws. I feel like the Outlaws have always been a little bit petty, though. Like, it's either, like, you're our driver or you're not. Yeah. And they've yeah. always kind of – I don't I don't know the word. They've – like, they've put limitations on any of the outsiders that yeah. go run other series. Yep. And that's – I don't feel like that's right. Like, I feel like if, even even well, though they go run other series, like, yeah. if they want to come back and support your series, you should be – Open to that. Yeah, open. We all just want to race. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But this is a this is this is their biggest threat. That'd be cool to see their schedule. That's what I'm saying. And not only that, it's gonna be cool to see the split. Car counts. It's gonna be cool to see what happens. Yeah. How many people because this is make or break, obviously, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, Outlaws, everybody. So it'll be interesting to see that. That's just an interesting dynamic I wanted to bring up in the show. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's a shame they haven't released it yet. Can't talk it's, about it. It's today. I, I don't know if, as we're recording, it's come out or not, but... I got you. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to come out today. So the one thing we can bring up for the NASCAR touring stuff is that Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing uh, has announced that they're uh, going to run the Stage 60 car. Mm-hmm. Kind uh, of like the track house. Yep, yep. Project so they're going to run that car... Um, as in a limited number of races, David Reagan is going to run the Daytona 500, which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you were wrong. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> no, I told I you you were very, on track. I was very hopeful. Yeah. You were hopeful that Carl Edwards would come back and do it, but that is a big old negatory on that deal right there. So, uh, so yeah, David Reagan returning to RFK, and he will run the 60 car Daytona. That'll be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, so. it'll be neat. Uh, I'm excited to see which races they're going to run. Yeah. You know. So I I will say it is pretty cool that, like, these bigger teams, you know, like Trackhouse, like RFK, are starting to field an extra car to, you know, do, like, some one-off races and make the field bigger for these yeah. one-off races. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good for the sport. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any guesses on the who goes in the 10 car? I'm saying Gregson. Yeah, I'm going to say Gregson. Yeah. Which is really weird because you would think that it had been announced by now. I would think so, too. You know, I mean, maybe they're waiting a little bit. Maybe they're trying to find funding. 
I mean, because Smithfield, I don't think, is coming back with yeah. that deal. I don't know. I, I, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say Noah just because I think – Yeah. I Remember I talked about this. I saw an Instagram video of him. Working out. Working out, getting his mind straight, telling you. If he comes back and he's in the 10 car and he has Josh Berry as a teammate – and Ryan Priest and Chase Brisket, dude, that team is gonna and and the new four and the well, new forward. I mean, yeah. Dude. So they got a new they got a new body coming out, or a new, at least a new nose. Yeah. Um, for the forwards. So the forwards were actually extremely down on downforce, uh, this past year, <laughs> and even some and even some on drag. So and they yeah they still figured out how to win a championship. So the Chevy literally had the best aero balance out of all the cars and weren't able to pull it off. So, you know. I know we saw Penske able to overcome some of those deficits. I wonder if maybe Stuart Haas makes a comeback with the new body. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of pick back up or if they're still very stagnant in the yeah. middle of the field yeah. again. Um, I mean, really all year, I think we – I mean, Kevin Harvick was really the only one performing out of the Stuart Haas camp. We saw Ryan Priest able to perform at Richmond, mm-hmm. but that was really all we saw out of that that team yeah. Almarola had a couple good runs uh one being new hampshire when he wrecked or had the wheel come off i would i would say was would be about the only race i can remember yeah. Almarola really having a shot so i hope that team is able to bounce back some yeah so looking forward let's just say a couple years you know what i think happens what here we go again i know right <laughs> well we don't Here have we much go. to talk about in the touring segment so i figured i'd bring it up all right Dale Jr. buys Stortas and goes to Chevy. And now you have Noah Graxon and Josh Berry in your camp. Dude. That's a long-winded. He wants in. Two of his his protégés are there. Yeah, but Stortas is pretty established. And I don't think Junior's got that kind of coin, though. Maybe not. Just Junior. He'd have to have a partner. Big back. A big partner backing him for that. Tony Stort is, you may, I don't know if you see it or not. But he is slowly working himself away from ownership. Dude, he just started an NHRA team this year. Because his wife is there. So? He also sold the All-Stars. Yeah, but I think, I don't know. I'm telling you. I don't know that I see him getting out of the Cup Series. I didn't say he'd get out. I said that Stuart Haas would sell. Yeah, I don't know, man. So the one thing we forgot to mention in the short track segment is we have the Snowball Derby going on this weekend. Uh, do you have an early pick for that one? Um, I'm going to say Derek Thorne again. Repeats? I, yeah, I think he goes back-to-back back after. You know what I think's cool? Snowflake. Snowflake is packed with drivers. Yeah, it is. Right. So I, this is something I've always wanted to talk about on the show that I've never really had the opportunity to Um. So, a lot of the, in the super pro world, you have a lot of drivers that cross over from the supers back to the pro lates. For example, like Bubba Pollard, uh, Steven Nassi, all those guys, they go run the pro late model race. Mm-hmm. Man, like, we don't see that a whole lot, like, with the, in the late model stock world. Like, the only one that did it this past weekend was Bradley McCaskill. He ran. Well, uh, that's limited. He ran the limited race. You're talking about limited and to he ran the late model stock. Gotcha. So, like, man, I would, I would love to see more 
crossovers like that. And I know it takes a lot of money, and it's 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 just a big weekend because you got, you know, you're running two cars. I'm just saying, well, like, I wish on. more drivers. I wish we would see more drivers do it. Are we talking about limiteds and late model stocks? Yes, strictly. Li- yes, limiteds and there, late model. I stocks. think there is a reason to that. You watch a limited race, and you know all hell is going to break loose at some point. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, like, I feel like the late model stock competition is a lot tougher than what the limiteds are. You know, I feel like it would be cool to see more late model stock car drivers do that. Is all I'm saying. So, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's tough. I, I think the I think the one crossover I do like is that I wish more people would do is the car store. Like pro to the late model stock. Yeah. Because so who did it this year? Zillich, right? Zillich did it, yeah. Yeah. And he ran I decent. Brent Cruz Brent might Cruz have done did it. some. Yeah. More so than the pro, but yeah, he yeah. did do a couple late model stock car races. So that's the crossover I want to see. Because that's kind of more in line with, you're still going to a different type of car, right? Yeah, and you're still running twice in the same night. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's But I think there's more of a maturity level from pro and lates than there... Mm, yeah, that's true. I, don't, <laughs> I know you just gave me a look, but... Um, at least more than the limiteds. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's why you don't I, see it. The, the only reason I was saying the limiteds with the late model stock cars is because, like, the Pro is a totally different race car. Like, a Pro and a Super are basically the same race car other than maybe the motor, whereas, like, a late model stock car and the limiteds are basically the same thing. Yeah. It would be, it would be like, equivalent to somebody stepping out of a Super and jumping into a, a Pro. Pro. Right. Yeah. So that's the only reason I was saying that. Yeah, I get that. So... Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Derek Thorne's got a good opportunity. Um, I think Nasty Nasty gets it done. Finally. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't have uh, titanium in his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, thing, one thing we were about to do before we started this show was we had Brett Edwards. Lined up to come on. on. He was on. Yeah. He, he was on. <laughs> and had to leave us for and the super. The or to uh, go guess, back to the racetrack. Yeah, they, they were drying the track, and he was willing to give us some time to talk about his year winning dual car store championships yep. with the old Quapple brothers. And um, he's down there with Carson now racing the snowball. So uh, shout out to him for giving us some time, even though we, we never got to have we him never, on. We never got him on. But <laughs> we, we had here. him lined up. He we was, had him in the in the chat room ready we, to go. We were hitting record and uh, we had to go. So damn it, man. We've been talking about it, but definitely a guy we're going to talk to. I think I think we're done with shows, man. I think this is it, right? Or do you want to do one? Uh, you want to talk about the snowball? No, I, I, no, I think we're pretty much wrapped up for the year. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, maybe in a previous show, uh, if we get a chance to do an interview with yeah. somebody. We'll we'll pop those out in the winter time, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's no late model stock car racing left. Yeah. Um, you do have a ten thousand dollar to win limited race at Carteret, not this weekend, but next weekend on the ninth, and then um, yeah, obviously a snowball derby this weekend, and um, that's it, man. So yeah, so maybe maybe if we can get Brett next week, we'll talk about pop in for an interview his year and his experience at the snowball yep everything like that and we will have driver x on that whenever i get it announced him, him yep. 
Yep, him. Him. Whenever so, I get Driver X on, we will uh, we will talk about all of that, all of next year, his past, and um, my plans. And your plans. Yep, you got some big plans coming up. I do have big plans. Yep. I'm excited to share, but I will wait until our share episode. Our share episode. Yeah, when we have Driver X on. 10-4. Yeah, I think that's it. Is this I'm, a good wrap-up spot? I'm so sad. <laughs> 33 episodes in one season pretty freaking um, sporty yeah that's pretty good for us having a race schedule yeah i know next year is going to be even busier um hopefully we we need to maybe we'll make a, a guest list yeah before the season starts yeah and we'll make it a point to get these people on so we'll start we'll, we'll start scheduling yep scheduling a little bit better yeah um a great first season dude it's been awesome yeah, it has been a lot. I'm of glad fun. we decided to do this. Me too, man. It's uh, it's been fun to talk about racing and hear everybody's feedback, and uh, you know, we hope you all enjoy listening as much as what we did recording. So, um, we'll come back for season two and hopefully make it even better than season one. Yeah, I think um, we've we've snowballed some fans that are snowballed do you like, like, like that play that's <laughs> good pun. wasn't it that's good wasn't it snowball <laughs> weekend snowballed some fans uh, no I mean we've we've gotten people that are always commenting always listening always texting us wondering when the episode's gonna come out Connor Hall um, and then you know we've been influencers right let's go back we influenced the cone <laughs> in the car store? In yeah. the car store. We influenced it. Yeah, we talked about we, it. They made it happen. We influenced two of the biggest drivers of the year to start podcasts. Yes. Brendan Queen and Connor Hall. And don't tell us you didn't copy us because you sure as hell did. Yeah, they sure did. Um, so shout out them. Yeah. Uh, so Brendan Queen started his podcast called The Bean Pod. Good. Good. Uh, he actually just released his first episode not too long ago. And Connor Hall released his first two episodes yeah um turning up the mic yep so him and his roommate are doing a podcast they will talk about racing occasionally they're mainly talking about just it's just kind of like hanging with the boys yeah so um good for them i'm happy for them that they started their own wonder if deal. we're gonna get invited to be on their podcast uh, i sure hope so I mean, side know. note, I've already been asked to come on Connors. Oh, damn. Just a matter of time when I can get down there and hang out with them and do oh. it. Well, I see where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Did you? Well, it's nothing new from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. I'll listen to his podcast anyway. You know, yeah. You know, I was going to, you know, before you said that, it reminded me, I was going to give him a shout out and tell him he looked, he looked freaking phenomenal this weekend accepting that trophy. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he he did. looked sporty in that, in that tux. Yeah, he did. But you know what? Yeah, presented his trophy by Ryan Blaney, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So very, very um, proud of everybody we've had on. Yeah. Very proud of like our our interviews this year. Yeah. Right. And we've had some cool interviews. Yeah. Which I mean, one was your favorite? Ooh. As far as being relatable, Connor, right? Like just talking about old times and stuff like that was fun. But as far as I think there was three. Connor the one you did with Jay. Yeah. Just because of the history. And then when you and me both did um H C. Yeah. I think that was cool just because it was uh it was at the racetrack. It was talking about just history. History. And it was one of the biggest crew chief names in the world. Yeah. In the country. Not the world. Well, it might be the world, I don't know. 
Country of late model stock. Country of late model stock. Yeah. So my favorite interview was probably Jay's, just because, you know, like he's got stories that just go back so far, and yeah, like, I mean, the guy's a legend in the sport, and you know, just to be able to to listen to some of those stories and finally get to record them, you know, I like I said, I I've heard some of these stories over the years so many times in his shop. And, like, to finally be able to, like, sit down with them and have them tell them and then bring them to everybody, like, that was that was really special for me. So, that guy's helped me out a ton in my racing career. And even HC, like, you know, he's helped me out a ton. And to be able to bring those couple of stories, you know, to everybody, you'll always be able to go back and listen to those. And um, I hope it's not the last time we have them on either. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, man, I think that's it. Yep. Let's wrap it up, man. This is wrapping up 2023. Yep. Uh, Unfortunately. I don't want to (laughs) stop. I was just going to say, is there any big things coming up? Yeah, no, we'll be back soon. So I'll be be 29 in 10 days. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Well, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in and listening this year. Uh, It's been a lot of fun to bring you guys all these episodes. We hope you enjoyed all the episodes as much as we've enjoyed bringing them to you. And, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. You've made it an awesome first year. Uh, please be sure to keep following and telling all your friends about our podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on all the major podcast platforms you may be listening on. Uh, follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, X, and Instagram. Uh, just search Clear With Contact on those, and you'll get all the updates on when we release new episodes and see what we're up to. So, Everybody, hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah. Have a great New Year's. Mm-hmm. And um, let's get ramped up for 2024. Yeah, let's go to 2024. So we will hopefully bring you an interview here soon. Yep. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the off season, And we will see you guys back in 2024. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Clear With Contact podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Clear With Contact. Feel free to share and tell your friends. Until next time.